Hello and welcome to the Moncast, a podcast where we watch Pokemon and Digimon in tandem and discuss the similarities and differences that they share. My name's Sam. And my name's Stevie. And the score currently stands at... What's the score? 2118. That's the one. And this time we're watching episode 40, Showdown at Dark City and Enter the Dark Masters. first episode we are watching this time is Showdown at Dark City. Ash and the gang arrive in a place called Dark City, where everyone seems to be in hiding from any and all Pokemon trainers, due to there being two feuding Pokemon gyms, both aiming to become official gyms instead of the other, causing there to be gang wars and fights for power that are destroying the city itself. One of the groups tries to recruit Ash and Co who refuse and decide to come up with a plan to resolve the conflict and bring peace to the city. As Ash and Co unleash their plan to paint the gangs red, something which apparently their Pokemon get enraged by the sight of, an official Pokemon League inspector reveals herself to have been there the entire time, telling both gangs that the way they use their Pokemon for street fighting means they both won't be becoming official Pokemon gyms. Settling their differences, both gangs join together to help repair the town and work as a team to become a better gym, whilst Ash and Co set off to do the next thing. It starts off with the gang going to Dark City, but Dark City looks like a town to me. And it's not dark either. It's broad daylight. And when they enter the town, kids are throwing rocks at them because they're Pokemon trainers. I'm like, that's really mean. <laughs> Why would they do that? Because every Pokemon trainer in town is evil. So they get ushered to a restaurant and they're all eating food whilst the guy gives them basically the backstory of the town and my favorite thing this entire episode starts to happen which is it's pikachu and the ketchup oh my god this is so cute just pikachu sat there nuzzling ketchup because he loves it so much i'm so happy for pikachu and the ketchup i was one of those kids that used to eat basically anything with like a pile of ketchup on top so i I understand this love oh well that's the complete opposite where i pretty much don't use condiments on anything for some reason, the ketchup's focused on a lot in the episode, and that was just really dumb. It's not dumb, it's really cute. It's dumb. It's not. It's, just my, it's, it's probably the only bit I care about in this episode, is Pikachu's little arc with ketchup. Ketchup shouldn't be such an important plot point in an episode of anything. <sighs> it should be. It shouldn't. Well, it is, and we have to deal with this, and I'm, I'm glad it is a, a plot point. I'm not. It was ridiculous. Well, Ash and Co basically get told that there's two gyms in this town and they're both fighting each other to become official gyms because there can only be one per town. They're basically battling for territory. It brings something really cool to the foreground which is a concept I quite like. It's Pokemon battling being seen in a negative light. There are buildings being damaged and there's the potential for people to get hurt and it's something we rarely actually get to see addressed because we have Pokemon who can do things that cause earthquakes and explosions and floods. And it's nice to see an episode giving us a group of people who are responding to battles in a negative way. Yeah, it's all fun and games to have Pokemon battles and stuff, but there are sometimes serious side effects. For example, you know, buildings can get destroyed and people can get hurt. Yeah, this episode does an awful lot to expose a lot of the flaws with the Pokemon universe and how it operates. Which I enjoy. It's quite a nice concept. It's better than them helping this one person who has a problem with a Pokemon. 
said they help the entire town that has a problem with all of Pokemon in general, or with just these two specific gangs that are using their Pokemon for violence and destruction. And as it turns out, Team Rocket are in one of the gangs. I forgot the names of the gangs. There's the Yaz and Kaz, is it? I think one of them was Yaz. I don't know what the other one was. I know there's one because I've got a joke about it being the Yas gym because for some reason Yas is a thing that people do nowadays and I don't know why. Is it? Yeah, apparently. Never heard that. Oh. It sounds dumb. Yeah, Team Rocket's being recruited by one of the gyms. Don't you feel like Team Rocket could be taken out of this episode and they'd do nothing to change it? Yeah. They're literally in there for no reason other than... uh... Because they're always in there. Because they're always in episodes, so they don't want them to not be in it, so they're they're just like, just stick him in one of their gangs, that's fine, that'll do. Ash and Co are never going to go separate ways with Team Rocket. They're not called Ash and Co now, are they? Their names are Tom Ato, Anchovy, and Caesar Salad. Uh, It's a really dumb thing. It's so bad. We never really think about Pokemon trainers and their reputations, and maybe their names travel, like... All the places Ash has been to so far, maybe people do talk about this this kid from Pallet Town who wants to be a Pokemon Master and who has helped them with all these things. Well, I can see Gary's name travelling really fast because he is the best. He's not the best. But in this, they're concerned that if they get involved in this gang war, they don't want people finding out and spreading their real names. So they come up with these really dumb fake ones. Well, okay. Tom Ato and Anchovy are quite good and then Brock's just sees a salad. It's the best. That's so lazy. Well, it's still better than Ash's original, which was just ketchup. Because ketchup's such an important plot point. It is. It's important in this episode. It helps them solve things. It's everywhere for no reason. The writers seem to think that just the concept of ketchup is funny. And it's not. (laughs) It's okay. Ketchup will fix this. No, it won't. It will. Team Rocket basically can't resist the temptation to unveil themselves as Team Rocket and do the motto to this guy running the restaurant because they just keep saying trouble and they're just like, ooh, ooh, you're tempting me. I can't resist the urge. So yeah, the leader of the ass gym has a scyther and the scyther cuts open Pikachu's ketchup bottle and Pikachu's just so sad. I just like, no, I'm so sorry for your lost Pikachu. This is as much loss as Wizardmon. Nah, I don't think so. I care more about this bottle than I do Wizardmon. No, you care about Pikachu more than you do about Gatomon. That's the comparison. Yeah, so I'm really sorry for your lost Pikachu. I don't care. Well, you're heartless. You're ketchupless. Good. I'll live longer. So they've come to ask Ash to join their group. And Ash is like, no, I don't want to. And then the leader's like, well, if you're not going to help us, we'll take you out. And I'm like, this is a 10-year-old boy. And you're saying, come and fight in this gang war. And then the child's like, no, thanks. I'm going to actually be a good Pokemon trainer. And then the leader's like, okay, we'll just take you out then. And gets his goons to basically attack a child. So these are awful people. These are really awful people. They are pretty bad. They're just killing anyone that isn't on their team. Well, not killing. Probably crippling, at least. Beating them up and sending them out of town or something, I don't know. Stealing the Pokemon, possibly. Doing something illegal and aggressive. But we learn that, for some reason, Electabuzz and Scyther are both enraged by the colour red, and... This has never been a thing before, but for some reason it's in this episode. Well, they like making up things. I'm pretty certain they made up Primeape being angry at anyone that makes eye contact. It's just another case of the Pokemon writers making stuff up. They just really want to have another excuse to use ketchup in this plot. 
Is it all a conspiracy? I hope so. I like ketchup. Ash and the gang decide that they're going to paint the town red to trick the Pokemon into fighting other people. And I'm not entirely sure what the red stuff in the bowels is, because it can't be ketchup. It must be ketchup. Are you sure it's ketchup? Because why would they have barrels and barrels of ketchup in this one town? Because it's the only thing that they have left. I assume what they did is they just found people of the town and just bled them dry. (laughs) No. They destroyed Pikachu's ketchup bottle and Pikachu wants revenge, so Pikachu just murders everybody in town, puts all their blood into barrels and pours it over every single person in the town. I'm just saying, don't get between a mouse and his ketchup bottle. So yeah, the leaders get covered in in red and then the Pokemon start attacking them and they realise, oh no, this is not a good thing, why are we doing this? And then Nurse Joy, who has apparently been here the entire time, decides that instead of beforehand going and saying to them yeah you're not being gym leaders because this is a ridiculous gang war you have she's waiting till the actual gang war itself is happening and people are getting hurt then she goes by the way i'm nurse joy but i am also this representative from the pokemon league and you're not becoming gyms they should have told them sooner instead of letting all this stuff happen nurse joy just stood by watching all the people get bled dry no it must be ketchup i still think it's ketchup it can't be blood it's too gruesome for a pokemon i think it might be like a red dye i don't think it's ketchup and i don't think it's blood although if you think of it as blood it's a absolutely gruesome episode just everyone gets covered in it so then she says that if they work together and start from the beginning they can become gym leaders and then they decide to team up and work together because for some reason like my biggest problem with this episode is if she was there being all mysterious and hiding why didn't she just come out and say you're not going to be gym leaders you guys have to sort this mess out but instead just letting this stuff happen it just makes no sense she was waiting for the most dramatic moment basically yeah she can't get involved until ash and co are around to witness her getting involved so they decide to rebuild the town because that's what they should do because they've been destroying it and the two leaders are groveling to Ash to teach them how to be good trainers. I'm like, well, Ash isn't a good trainer himself. Not really. Has he even matured enough to be considered a good trainer? I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure he still doesn't know things. I don't think he's a good trainer in terms of being good at battling, but in terms of being kind to his Pokemon. Ah, friends. Poke friends. He's not evil. And he doesn't destroy things. He isn't a vandal. He's a law-abiding Poke trainer. He sees Pokemon for not tools. He sees them as friends, which is nice. Which he also uses to fight sometimes. And even he doesn't get why exactly. It's just like, we fight with Pokemon because, um, I don't know. You try to win with Pokemon, but you don't try and beat the opponent. <laughs> and basically just points out the fact that Pokemon is entirely flawed. <laughs> it's all contextual fighting. Pokemon are our friends that we force to fight each other. As the episode ends, another thing that I really like is Pikachu's signature is its tiny toe beans. It's just printed its tiny little toe beans on this paper and it's so cute. They're not toe beans. They are. Pikachu doesn't have toe beans. Pikachu has toe beans. Pikachu just has paw prints. But I think that's kind of cool that the little kids could see ash and they're like nah ash is so yay pikachu yay pikachu have you got any more notes there are a couple good jokes when the chasing team rocket out of the restaurant brock just pulls out vulpix and ash and Missy are just like vulpix what because vulpix is insanely powerful i just use his fire spin and then there's a joke about team rocket being steaks because one of them's rare one of them's medium one of them's well done and i found that quite funny they get cooked like steak. That's quite clever. Yeah, maybe. What, were you not impressed with that joke? 
Were you not amused? I think the joke I kind of like more is Nurse Joy when she's got the mask on to hide herself and she's drinking coffee and she just pours it onto the mask. Yeah, I noticed that as well. That was pretty funny. Why are you like this, Nurse Joy? She looks at it just so confused, just like, why is this not working? And the other funny moment was when Ash is declining the gym boss's offer of joining up and being bodyguards. He makes his dramatic exit, in which he actually thinks to himself, that was dramatic. And then he falls over and thinks, that was pathetic. That was quite funny, yeah. Plus it's good that he stood by his own morals and standards and didn't just give in because Team Rocket would have been all over that job opportunity. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Then again, would they be able to profit from this gang? Yeah, because the the gyms are in it to make money, aren't they? I suppose, yeah. They're not in it for raising Pokemon to be friends. Poke-friends. Any more notes? The bicycle gang from a few episodes ago had better gang costumes than these gangs did. These gangs just have lame costumes like dungarees. With Y's or K's because... That's what their gangs are called. They need better costumes than that. They didn't look like proper gangs. Also, I don't get why they couldn't just have two gym leaders. Because Misty's gym with her sisters, they're all gym leaders. So why couldn't they just have one gym with two groups of people and you just have two people who can be gym leaders? Because then there would be no filler plot in this town. Or city, as it's supposed to be. The city that is not a city. This very bright, dark city town. What was your favourite thing? If I was pushed to choose, I'd say Caesar Salad. He was my favourite character. It's just the worst. He's just like, I am a Caesar Salad. It's the dumbest one, which makes it the best one. Plus, he was okay in the episode. He used Volpix to wipe out Team Rocket, and he also wasn't quite as pervy as usual. He was still, like, eager to help, but he wasn't leaning into grope or anything. I did notice how Ash and Misty both seemed shocked when... Brock called out Volpix, and I don't get why. I think they were just shocked because Volpix is such a powerhouse and they were in the line of fire, literally. Okay, my favourite thing is the personal drama over Pikachu and the ketchup. Pikachu is good, ketchup can go away. It's just so weird to have this this plot point in there. uh, Pikachu suddenly enjoying ketchup for some reason and being so enamoured by it and rubbing his little face all over it. And then the bottle gets destroyed and Pikachu's so heartbroken by it. He even carries around the top half of the ketchup bottle because he he misses it so much. And because of that ketchup bottle, they they learn that Scyther and Electabuzz both are enraged by the colour red, which is not an actual thing. Scyther and Electabuzz are cool Pokemon, though. Oh, yeah, I absolutely love Scyther. One of my favourite Pokemon is Caesar. So, yeah, I just enjoy Pikachu and its personal drama over the love and the loss of the ketchup. What are our overall thoughts? It's definitely filler, but it did something we've not seen before, which I really liked, which is to show Pokemon battling in a negative light, which is really interesting because that's the whole point of the show is you have a team of weird animals with elements and you get them to fight each other. But then there's also a level of it, which is this is not what Pokemon battling is. This is this is essentially gang warfare. And I, I mean, we've got Team Rocket who are sneaky and villainous and try and steal Pokemon for their own gain. But this isn't in the same vein as that. This is using your Pokemon literally as weapons to fight other people and cause harm to buildings and stuff, just so you can become the part, the the main power of the town. And it's it's really cool. Like I think it's good that they've addressed it this early. This early, did you say? In the first season. This is halfway through the first season. It's in the first season. Forty episodes into any show is not early. I'm glad they've addressed it then, because it's an interesting concept. But I like the idea of seeing. 
Pokemon battling for what it is, which is dog fights, basically. And there's like happy dog fights where you do it because you're friends and you want to show that your friendship is stronger. And then there's ones which is you just really want to hurt this other person because you don't like them. Really, I just think that it undermines the entire show by pointing out how wrong it is to actually just battle using your Pokemon. Because you you are basically sending them out to get hurt no matter what circumstances the battle is surrounded by. Like, they could have solved this diplomatically and spoken to each other and said, why don't we just become one gym and have two gym leaders then? Problem solved, instead of it being this, my gang's better than your gang. It's an interesting concept. I just feel like it could have been explored differently in a less ridiculous manner. Yeah, I wasn't too fond of the episode overall. It wasn't great. The second episode we're watching is Enter the Dark Masters. The kids land in the digital world, but they can't get in touch with Jedi, so Chumon turns up to drop exposition on them instead. The digital world is in chaos as the Dark Masters, Piedmon, Hoppitmon, Machindramon and Metal Seedramon, have taken over, and they're eager to introduce themselves to the Digidestined. They put on a fantastic display of powers to toy with the kids, but soon get bored and attack for real, deleting Chumon in the process. Fortunately, Piximon intervenes, and stays behind to hold off the Dark Masters long enough for a cliffhanger. The Dark Masters is my favourite. Okay, I was going to save it to the end, but actually I'll ask you now, which one's your favourite Dark Master? Right now it's Piedmon. Why? I'll clarify when we get to stuff. Mine is, and I know a lot of people don't like him, but I actually quite like Machine Drummond. It's not the most entertaining design, but I like the idea of this just fully machine dinosaur i think i like machine drummond because he's in digimon world actually that's why i I, i've got it in my notes as well why i I quite like him because it reminds me of digimon world a lot i really enjoy that game it's just nostalgia for the design because the others are okay but there's like there's two humanoid shaped ones and there's one which is just a snake yeah but it's part of the betamon line i love the betamon line as well the episode starts out with us seeing the dark masters straight away which i find really interesting because it gives us all the opponents these are the four you need to defeat to save the world it's not hiding any of them until like they're out to fight them there's no secrets or mystery it's just here are the bad guys which i quite like yeah i guess you're not a fan of it no it's fine it's just i didn't really think about it at all i guess we do get introduced to them twice as viewers so that makes it a bit more redundant and less impactful well we sort of get a slight look at them at the moment because we get their names and everything and then we get them us being told that they're the dark masters and then this entire episode is basically us being shown each one in turn we get to see them and the attacks they use and everything which is cool and then the kids wake up in a forest and they can see japan above them and it's cool it's a constant reminder of what's at stake I don't think we see Japan in the sky again, though. No, even when it cuts to Spiral Mountain itself, we just don't see Japan in the sky. They just don't bother animating again. Yeah, that would cost money. But yeah, I, I like the just looking up and seeing that's what's at stake. That's our world. Well, they're fighting for both worlds. Well, they're in the one world, so they can't exactly look up and see the digital world. Well, they can, because it's all on Spiral Mountain. <laughs> I suppose. And then the kids are talking, and Joe falls over. Like, he's walking to look at something and f- falls over, and suddenly everyone digivolve now. Throughout the entire thing, it's just Gomamon running with everyone flying past digivolving. The digivolving is quite cool, because you don't see the cutscenes. It just cuts from them to the rookie forms, and it's, it's quite good. I have problems later on, though. I have many, many problems later on. Gomamon runs for, like, ages. 
It's just Gomamon running. Would you rather just it cut to the cutscenes of evolution? I would rather they not digivolve for no reason. It's just like, there's a sound in the grass. Everyone, digivolve. Uh, the sound in the grass turns out to be Chumon, and I absolutely love Chumon. I think I mentioned it last time, but I really love this guy. He's really cute. Yeah, they all stop attacking him because Kari walks over and is like, no, I'm going to do the nice thing. I'm not going to kill the tiny thing that probably isn't dangerous. The tiny pink mouse with the weird eyes. Yeah, for once, Ka- Kari does something new. It's a new approach to a Digimon that we've not seen before. Instead of just kill it, instead she's like, no, let's see what it is first. So, Chumon is basically Jedi in this episode and gives us this backstory of what's happened since they left, because it's been a few years since they left. And basically, the digital world has all fallen apart. The Dark Masters have taken all of the parts of the digital world and reconstructed it into this giant spiral tower. And there are just remaining bits of digital world, and it's all slowly collapsing, which is why you see bits falling apart and they're just gaps into nothingness. And we find out that Sukuman fell into one of these gaps and is no longer alive. And that's really sad, because it's it's Chumon's friend. They're kind of garbage people, but... They are garbage. They are literal digital garbage. But they're friends, they're supposed to be friends, and it's really sad how we've lost one of them. Yeah. But yeah, he gives us all the backstory, and we learn that he's surviving in the remnants of the old world, which is safer than being at where the Dark Masters are, but it's also dangerous here. It's 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 cool to see the remnants of the old world that they know, because it's not the same world that they fell into, it's it's now this weird, different place. And then, out of nowhere, suddenly Metal Seedramon, and all the Digimon evolve to their champion forms. It's the quick evolutions which is appreciated. It's not that quick. It's the faster versions of them, though. It's not that much faster. It's still the full, like, blah, Digivolve to blah. It's just they don't have all the build-up of the Digivice and the sparkles. It still has the entire spinning thing, and the entire saying the name thing. It's still way too long. I go off on a little rant and say how I appreciate them speeding up the evolutions in these. Oh, how wrong I was. Because in this episode, we see every single evolution sequence apart from in Training to Rookie. And Anjumon Digivolving doesn't happen either, because that's not happened yet. We see all the ones we can see, apart from the in Training to Rookies. Well, we still kind of see that. It's just a different animation. So they fight Metal Seedramon, who overwhelms them. And then he blasts some rocks. There's some rubble. The rubble gets destroyed, and then they all fall into a hole. And then suddenly Machine Dramon's here. Here's the next one. Yeah, and, and Jamon goes to check it out and just gets destroyed. And D digivolves, because he's not allowed to digivolve to Ultimate yet. And they're like, oh no, it's the other of the Dark Masters. And then we get this infamous scene of just Digimon. Digimon. I don't think this is the only time they do it in this arc as well. But there's just seven Digimon. versions of Digimon. the... No, six. Yeah, Digimon. seven versions of the uh, Ultimate Evolutions. Digimon. And it's the last little bit of it. Digimon. And it's so annoying. And then it has all the animations at the end. The animations are sped up slightly. Like, they'll cut out tiny bits of the Ultimate Digivolutions, but it's still a lot. It's still seven separate Ultimate Evolutions. What would have been pretty cool is if they just had it split screen and had seven of them happening at the same time. But they won't do that because that means they've got to do more episode. And also it would probably sound awful if they all said the names at the same time. It's taking up so much time and it breaks up the flow of the episode as well. We've seen Machine Draman, he's firing balls of energy at them. And then we get like a minute or a minute and a half of, of just evolution sequence. Yeah, all the digivolutions are spliced in between every Dark Master and it just really breaks it up. I wouldn't mind the Dark Masters coming in one at a time if it didn't have digivolutions in between cutting into the time. It would have been pretty cool if they all evolved at the start to the final forms and then just 
having them slowly getting beaten up more and more and more as they fall down. I think it would have been better if they did something different with the Dark Masters rather than them just beating each level of Digivolution. Because they must be able to do other things to show their power rather than just beat the next level up. Well, the gang fall into the ground and then start attacking each other. And Sora's like, I think my, one of my favourite bits is when Sora's like, oh, and she takes that weird pose because she's being controlled. It's I just found that really funny. Puppetman uses his strings to control all of the Digimon. And he does a little bit of a meta moment where he says to Izzy that he'll help him find his stuff on his Digimon analyzer. And then he gets his stat screen. I'm like, oh, this is weird and slightly meta but cool but we only saw him for a short moment because then they get flung into a coliseum and piedmon's in a coliseum and then we get the warp digivolving no not yet piedmon has this whole thing where he tells them a story he tells them the story about the eight digidestined and how they die basically yeah just like you will go up the mountain and then you will fail so basically this whole thing is Piedmon orchestrating a display of their power to try and get the Digidestined to stay away from Spiral Mountain. They could have just destroyed them, but Piedmon likes his games, which is the only justification I can think of for Piedmon not just saying, kill them now. Well, even when you listen to him talk, he does say things like it's all a show and he's these are the, the main players and stuff. And it's It's cool to have someone who's dramatic but not serious about it. I think he's taking it seriously, but he really enjoys putting on a show and playing games with people. We've just had Myotismon, who is this dramatic person, but he's not aware of the fact that he's being this dramatic fool. And with Piedmon just outright saying that he's basically a crazy person who wants to put on a show for everybody, and this is his stage, and he's got these people who are going to enact this thing. It's 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 cool to see someone be able to do the weird things like not destroy the kids straight away and, and have all this stuff happen that with Myotismon we have problems with these things we'll have a problem with him just not killing the kids at this one time and there's no reason why he wouldn't but now Piedmon gets a little bit of slack with that so he gets to not kill the kids straight away because he has a plan to essentially torment them in different ways. He is the ringleader of the Dark Masters and he wants to put on a good show using his circus or coliseum or whatever it is they end up in we get the warp digivolving so that's all the evolutions in this show whoa yeah i'd almost forgotten what all the digimon look like at this point so i'm just really glad that they went through every single one of them to remind us it's not like we've been with the kids for 40 episodes and the dark masters for one we really need to know the kids digimon better and then hey digimon plays and they get wrecked there's these two shots which are of Matt and Ty. It's got Ty in like a white space and the animator basically drags an image of Wargrayman along the screen and then you've got Matt in a white space. Oh, it's so badly animated. And then they get hit with one attack and they evolve back down to Ogumon and Gabumon. It's like, well, that's pointless. This took time for no reason. I think the idea they were going for was that they throw each level of Digivolution at it to show, like, no, it's still more powerful, no, it's still more powerful. I think that's what they wanted to do, but the execution of that was quite bad and time-consuming. Yeah, it's a flawed idea because they've already unlocked the highest level of Digivolution, so they should just jump straight to that. There's no reason why they'd try lower ones. I'll talk about it more in my overall thoughts, because I've got some, some discussion about this sort of thing that they've attempted to do in this episode. So... Piedmon decides that he's going to kill the kids and Mimi starts crying because she just wanted to go shopping instead of going to camp and then Piedmon decides that she's whiny and decides to try and kill her and then Chumon jumps in the way of one of his tiny daggers and gets killed. It's Dobby all over again. And honestly I am actually 
kind of upset about this one because with Wizardmon, Wizardmon was there to die, was there to be in the episode for like, will be in like two or three episodes and then get killed and was just there for backstory. With Chumon, it's one of the first ones that we saw in the entire story. It's back from when they were first in the digital world. And to learn that one of them has been destroyed, and then now the other one sacrifices itself to save Mimi, who was the one they were hitting on and being gross to before, it's kind of upsetting. Yeah, it didn't get to be that much. I think it's because I like Chumon a lot, and I was like, no, why this? I don't like this. Yeah, I think it's that as well. Because really, it still felt to me like Chumon had served his purpose of giving them the exposition, and now he's expendable. So they just killed him. You feel sad now. Yes, I actually did feel a little sad. Piximon appears out of nowhere and decides to save the kids, because that's the next one. Remember this one, kids? Let's hope this one doesn't die. We don't know yet. We don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Piximon takes the kids away and then goes to fight the Dark Masters to buy time, which is weird and doesn't really make sense. But one thing I do like in this is there's a shot of Piximon standing against the Dark Masters, and you just see how small Piximon is compared to them all. Piximon is a tiny Digimon. It's a face with arms and legs. And then the cliffhanger's just, how is Piximon going to die? Who knows what happens next, guys? We've just seen the kids' most powerful Digimon lose against them, so it's pretty obvious Piximon's going to die. Any notes on this? I think Kari actually grew on me a bit in this episode. How dare you say these words? She did new things, like she approached Chumon. All she did this episode is she didn't say it was her fault that this was happening. No, that's not true. She also had a little quip when they were fighting Machine Drummond after they all digivolved. Just like, I hope they're made from something strong enough, because if they're not, we're all dead. And then she tries to catch Anja Woman when she falls down. It's like, you're a tiny, sickly child. She just gets pushed over. It's really funny. I liked Kari. I don't care for Kari. She did well this episode. It's the first episode she's been good in. And because she hasn't said it's her fault. What was your favourite thing? Piedmon. I really like Piedmon. He's awesome. And I think the main reason I've decided I like him so much is because he reminds me of Hisoka from Hunt Hunter, who's basically a sort of magician, clown, villain that the main character fights quite a lot. And it's just really powerful and quite creepy. So, since there's so many similarities between Hisoka and Piedmon, I just really like Piedmon. He's always reminded me of uh, Kefka from Final Fantasy. What was your favourite thing? It was Chuman again, because it's a small weird mouse. A dead small weird mouse. It did a dobby and saved Mimi. It did a dobby. They just wanted to save his friends. Overall thoughts? Cut out all the Digivolutions and it's a good episode. Yeah, that's basically the way I feel as well. It is a pretty great introduction to this arc. It's just a shame about all the Digivolutions. They fought them with literally their strongest lineup and it didn't even hurt them. It was cool to see everything that we've had so far all for naught. All this struggling and and fighting and, and being with their friends, it just doesn't matter because they're still not strong enough to fight these four Digimon. It's pretty cool. The Digidestined kids just suck. Yeah, they just basically get wiped out in this episode so much, constantly. It's just really dumb of them to use every in-between level. It was a bad decision to implement that. Apart from that, though, I liked it. I enjoyed it. I like what they were trying to do. I didn't like the fact that they had to break it all up with evolutions. It just took so much time away. And this could have been time where we could have seen more of the Dark Masters. Yeah, that's what I find most disappointing about it. Because I really like the Dark Masters. They're so interesting and they're so different as well. And we do get to see Puppetmon. We see him for maybe 30 seconds as he controls the kids. It'd be so much more interesting if we could see some more of what he can do. 
because I know he does other things and he has different tricks. It'd be cool to see those things. It'd be cool to see Machine Drummond do something more than just stand there and then fire missiles. It'd be cool to see Metal Siege Drummond not just be there and then fire cannons. We see some of Piedmon. It would have been a lot cooler if he did more things. Like, it would have been cool if instead of landing in the Colosseum, it was in a circus, like one of the big top tents, and then in the middle of like a ring. It would be pretty cool if that's where they ended up because it's all part of this grand show that he put, wants to put on. But instead, we just get a few passing lances at the Dark Masters and a lot of evolution. I'm glad they gave plenty of time to Piedmon, though, because he is the best one. I liked his story. I like his drawings. They're quite good. Yeah, the drawings were good. But I can actually see Piedmon sat on his throne chair thing with paper and crayons drawing. So, shall we move on? We shall move on, yeah. Now it's time for Mono A Mono, where we talk about the similarities and differences in these episodes. So let's start with our Monsters of the Week. Mine is Pikachu, because he didn't need to suffer. He's finally happy. It found ketchup and was content, and he had it all ripped away from him. And also tiny toe beans. Okay. Mine was Piedmon, because Piedmon's an awesome villain. I think I'll enjoy him later on when we see more of him. He was the best already. He was the most interesting out of the four that we got introduced to. He had the best introduction. Even the design's the most interesting, apart from maybe Puppetmon. Eh, uh, Puppetmon's a puppet. Actually, yeah. They're all kind of bland. Which episode do you think had the best storyline? They're both kind of okay. They both had problems, so they were kind of even for me. I preferred Digimons, because Pokemons was inherently flawed, because it, it just points at everything wrong with its own show and its entire concept. And also Nurse Joy just being there but not talking to them. Any similarities? Literally the only thing I grew up with is that they have things fighting. Oh. I don't know why we've never mentioned that as a similarity before. That there's fighting. It's not fighting in the conventional sense of Pokemon. This is just people fighting in a bad way. It's not the good Pokemon fighting, it's the bad Pokemon fighting. Is there any difference? Context? Not really. Pokemon get hurt either way. It's just sometimes people get hurt as well. It reminds me of like episodes of Yu-Gi-Oh where there's like an evil dark character and he's like they're like he's so evil why would he sacrifice his monsters to do this thing and it's like okay but in given context it's fine he's just playing the card game like if you had the person doing the exact same moves but not being a villain it would be okay but because he's a villain he does these brutal things and sacrifices cards in such an evil way I feel like that's the same sort of thing with Pokemon that it's the same thing but given different context it can be Oh, we're just having a light-hearted Pokemon battle to, oh, I'm murdering you now, or something. Similarity I got is that there's death in both of these episodes. The death of Pikachu's ketchup bottle doesn't count. It does. It doesn't count. Ketchup is not a character. Ketchup is a plot device. It's a bad plot device. It sucks. You cannot say that death is a similarity. Fine, all the people they murdered to get the blood for the barrels. No, that is simply theoretical. Many, many people got killed for that. No. Yeah, they just had Bulbasaur use Razor Leaf just to... There's no death in Pokemon. There wasn't really any similarities in this. Sorry, I just had to shut you down because it was dumb. It's not. I like ketchup. It's good. Do you think this is the last time we'll see the ketchup? I hope so. Were there any significant differences, though? There is death in Digimon. With Digimon, this is a new arc full of their strongest opponents yet. Meanwhile, in Pokemon, it's just a filler episode. It just goes nowhere. Even though Digimon has got filler of just evolution after evolution, it's... A plot important episode because we're being introduced to these people. Apart from that, not 
really? I mean, how how much of a difference do you want to talk about? Another big difference I could think of was that Pokemon focuses a lot more on ketchup. That's not a bad thing. Which episode do you prefer the most? Digimon. Yeah, me too. It was a strong episode with some unfortunate use of every bit of stock footage they could possibly find of Digivolutions. I just thought it was cool to see the gang get wrecked, even though they think they're really strong. They're just they're not strong because these people just own them. I'm I'm glad that it, we've got a new set of them, and they're not Myotis one. And Pokemon's filler episode wasn't a fun little filler episode. It's trying to be more serious than usual, and it fails at it. Yeah, it fell flat. I, I like it when it's not taking itself seriously, and it's just silly little bit of fun but when it's trying to do stuff like gang wars even though it sounds cool it just doesn't work in the pokemon world so it's 21 19 to pokemon join us again next time we'll be watching episode 41 seasick and tired and march of the executor squad it sounds really interesting I'm excited. You can listen to more of us on SoundCloud, iTunes, or Stitcher, where we like getting reviews and also comments. And you can message us via our Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, with the world thread, and email, which are all linked in the show notes. And of course, you can support me on Patreon if you'd like. That would be really nice of you, and I'd be super grateful. And you do get little reward things. So give it a look if you're interested. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. Butterfree. Primate. Almost Pikachu. Ketchup. No, I am not mourning ketchup. I now have something I can use against you. If you do this, I will say ketchup. You'll forget about it by next week. No, I won't. Yes, you will. thing whatever they do next and the next thing and the next thing and the next thing the next thing i like ketchup good (laughs) (laughs) thank you for that vital information yeah so i keep sniffing i'm still unwell i've got a cold it's fun do you know what'll cure that cold a nice bottle of ketchup exactly (laughs) you should have some ketchup flavored cowpaw oh oh, that makes me feel sick That's the exact opposite of what it's supposed to do. Like a liquid ketchup. Well, ketchup is a liquid. But like medical ketchup. (laughs) No, thank you. I assume what they did is they just found people of the town and just bled them dry. (laughs) No. They turned it into like just the movie curry. That's not a solution. The solution is just bleed everyone dry and just no. pour blood over every single person no. in the town. No, Sam. That's what Halloween happened in this was episode. yesterday. That's what happened, though. They just poured blood over every single person in the town because Ash and Co. all just absolutely messed up human beings. No. They're like, I know how to solve this. Cover everyone in blood. <laughs> they they destroyed Pikachu's ketchup bottle and Pikachu wants revenge, so Pikachu just murders everybody in town, puts all their blood into barrels and pours it over every single person in the town. Okay. You're just lucky that Ash was there, otherwise Pikachu would have just burnt the town to, to the ground because of his ketchup bottle. I'm just saying, don't get between a mouse and his ketchup bottle. Are you done? I am done. Kill, cut music, Number three. Two. Two. Don't know why mine says three. I can't wait for start of season two when we get like new cheat sheets that are all 
shiny and actually correct instead of this mess of notes that I have. You're just the, the one second that ep- doesn't fill them in properly. <laughs> it's because I've not like, used the I took, wrong one. I took the new ones and I've checked, like I had to sort out some of the errors and stuff. I just haven't fixed it, so they're just kind of messy. Probably. Maybe if you. Ha- actually had the template and used one of those every time instead of copying and pasting over (laughs) it'd work just fine i don't have the original template well you must have because that's how i sent them to you no because i filled it in and then never left it unedited (sighs) i'm trash okay stevie i am garbage you suck (laughs) okay right i've lost my mouse oh no it's run away with the ketchup i'm not even joking i've lost my mouse where's that gone oh i got it okay